mess up my whole schedule. <laughs> no. Like trying to make my, you know, that the whole thing is going to be different. Well, then I just I have to talk yeah. to you about other things. Well, and then no, no, that's it? true. Yeah. There's this, there's the the contents of the show, and then there's the yeah. contents of uh, real life, and you know, just follow the script like always. <laughs> I'll start by saying it's. 8.25 a.m., Saturday, September 14th, 2019. I'm Bill. I'm Diane. It's... Were you uncertain of the year of our When I said 2019, it didn't sound right. This is going to get worse. I know. Yeah. Well, when we get to 2020, that'll be interesting because, you know, it's just 2020. I'm Hugh Downs. I'm Barbara Walters. <laughs> this is 2020. <laughs> or whatever they did. Yeah. Uh, Hugh Downs. Well, we've been having a, a conversation this morning that... Oh. I got myself a cup of coffee here, and I'm going to take me a sip. Oh, is this on? Oh. Is Hello. it? Is yeah. it on now? Yeah, it's on. So... Yeah, That we will not bore you with, but it was very interesting for us. And it will continue. And it will continue. Because, you know, we do talk, Diane, you and I. We do. We do tend to converse verbally with some frequency. Yes, you um, just you just hear little uh, fractions. Yes. A very small fraction right. of our many conversations. I think we could probably turn this little guy for on any time during the day. And we <laughs> yeah, could exactly. probably get 20 minutes or something. Anyway. <sighs> Pardon me, I'm going to have another drink of coffee. It's been a hectic week here in Lake Amphetamine as... You boy. Per usual. That's good coffee. Uh, highlight for me would have been the open mic on Thursday. Yeah. The quarterly Ancient Victories open mic. Diane lays out the publication for Ancient Victories. Ancient Victories is an outgrowth of Victory Music, which you've probably heard us mention maybe a couple of thousand times here on the show. And uh, Ancient Victories is headed up by Chris Lund, the guy who founded Victory Music back in 1969 or it was called courtsy possibilities then. It had all sorts of permutations. And all sorts of permutations and locations, uh, starting in California and ending up in Tacoma. And I and think in, in Bonnie Lake. And I in, think in California was the Folk and Blues Workshop yeah, or something like that. Something like that. And there's all these people that have been coming to Chris Lawn Open Mics since those California days, and. And then the rest of us kind of jumped on the bandwagon sometime later. Some For me, it was about 1973 or 74. The first time I was taken to the Victory Music Open Mic at the other side of the tracks in Auburn by my mom because I only had a learner's permit. Couldn't drive by myself. And I was... But mom liked it. I remember when mom was sitting there, because my mom went with me to the open mic on Thursday. And I remember she always liked that because it's like the parties they used to have when I was a kid with my dad and his guitar and people singing and you know other instruments being there and stuff. That was a fun thing to kind of sit in the middle of. You know, you could participate or not, it didn't really matter. Anyway, that's what the open mic has always been like. But I remember the other side of the tracks was a lot more of a dark, it seemed like a darker room and that brick wall behind the yeah, stage. Yeah, yeah. Stuff like that. It was more like, you had a, more of a sense at the other side of the tracks that there's the stage and the rest of the place was less well lit and stuff like that. I don't know. Well, and also smaller, too. What were we actually talking about before I led us onto this well, side trail? Well, we were talking about you're going to the open mic. Right. Anyway, it was great to see uh, all those people again. It's nice that four times a year you can go 
and kind of relive a connection with a, not only a place, the Antique Sandwich Company, but a group of people uh, who have had a shared history on some level. And I think that's what's, what draws us together and gives us that sense of cohesion when we are together and makes everybody feel like they can kind of relax in a, in a way that they don't get to that's in right. other parts of their lives. And man, that is so therapeutic. Uh, it's, it's, uh, you can sense the therapeutic qualities in everybody there, but everybody's old. Everybody's old. Well, I think All the... the players and the hosts and the patrons and the, and the audience, they're all old. Well, when I was involved in Victory Music, it was 1984 to 1989 uh, was the, the period of time. Yeah. And Chris always talks about that as the golden years of Victory Music. Well, I would Victory say in music. my experience, that was the golden years, too. And for me, when I chose to have my birthday party be, an, my 50th birthday party be an open mic, it now almost feels faded yeah. Because at the time that I was making up my mind to do this, it was, as I've mentioned before, just having experienced Jayla's birthday party and what it meant to me and thinking, well, I've got an important birthday. I want to give other people yeah, as much joy as Jayla's birthday gave to me. But the me. people you chose to participate in that, you chose in part because of the way they feed you. That's right. You know, and so you were giving yourself a present That's by creating right. this event and also realizing that this was something that, you know, you had to wonder on some level, I wonder if all these people, as far flung as they are now, miss that time in the same way that I miss that time. Wouldn't it be great if we could all find that out together? Right. That was, I'm not, I don't think it was actually those that was right, really in my mind but like i just remember when i was thinking about all the people i was inviting in my head i was thinking oh my gosh i'm making up an open mic you know yeah. because even though chris and i had been partners back then sort of i, I kind of hesitate to even say romantically uh -huh. because uh it was uh -huh. always sort of a business partnership uh -huh. and friendship but we had maintained that through the years and and I wanted him to be there and I wanted all these these people who had had such a profound effect on the direction that my life took right. and when I did that I did not realize what would happen from it and it makes me think about all those events in your life that you were putting out something into the world that you do not anticipate what comes from you putting yourself into the world. And I feel like because after that birthday party, you started writing me and then the eventuality of us being married, that would never have entered my mind. The, the fact that Chris uh, would present me this idea, well, what if we had a a quarterly open mic just to because he said that Jim Page had come up to him afterwards and said we need to start doing more of this because people we're are, losing people. People are dying. People are dying. So to have that, the impetus of that come out of that right. one event, and then you were talking with David Pulesky about this, and then he said, "Well, we wouldn't even be talking if it hadn't been for that birthday party." Right. Because you wouldn't have been over here in Seattle, and you wouldn't have met him. I wouldn't and have been a school bus driver. And, 
met Dave Bolesky, yeah. school bus driver. Yeah, it's pretty interesting the way things happen. But it always or, feels. Have you ever have you ever looked at? Uh, I'm sorry, going back to astrology for a moment. That's part yeah. of what we were talking. That's about. what we were talking about this morning. Yeah. Is astrology uh, stuff. I used to go back and look at where your where your alignments <laughs> were on your fiftieth birthday or around that time. Yeah. It's just to see what there's any indication in there of what you ended up doing and what came out of it. Anyway, well, the it, open mic was tons of fun and everybody was on, you know. Another part of that that atmosphere is a there's a degree of comfort and everybody's pretty settled into their own skin and they don't, they're not, no one's looking to become a big-time musician anymore. Everybody's just glad to still be playing. So it brings a lot of... Uh, resonance to an event like that and I was so glad I got to go down early and hang out with my mom for a while and then she went with me and we had dinner at the antique and uh, kind of watched as everybody was arriving and stuff like that and it was just I don't know it was a good experience and it's 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 uh, something that we need to recognize for the nourishment that it brings to us and also, you have this sense that you're contributing to the nourishing of everybody else in the room. And I think that's what your birthday party reminded everybody of, kind of collectively. Yeah. So that when the idea of doing it, of making it a regular event came up, I think everybody that, at least all the people that were at your birthday party, knew exactly what was being undertaken. Well, when you... So it was just like a chance to to relive that uh, on a regular basis and be nourished in the same way. When you talked about that, it reminded me of what Neil wrote. I have this little book that I had had at the... Uh, birthday party. At the birthday party that I have right by my, right by my side uh, on the side table. And so I just pulled it out. And something that Neil wrote, he said, thank you so much for your friendship through this life. What you visioned this night Actually, I'm getting quite emotional reading this. What you visioned this night permeates my soul. I realize my life happened in this building with these people. And I am humble beyond belief. I love you and I'm so lucky to be here now down the forever road. That's pretty good. I bet he had to work on that for a while. I mean, <laughs> I, you know, I mean yeah, nobody's that eloquent right <sighs> off, you know. But I think that that is the truth, yeah. that that was a place that everybody, that's why I always thought that was wonderful that Neil talk, called it Folktopia, Folktopia, because there's... It's our tribe. Daddy. It's our tribe. It's our tribe. But for me, um, knowing that something so uh, offhand as as deciding to throw a, an occasion about that's supposedly on your birthday, but, but that to me is the big thing that people miss when they say, oh, I don't want to really celebrate my birthday. For me, I feel like people are, are thinking about it as being just about them, but it never is just about you. It's about you and all your people getting together and yeah. enjoying each other. And 
these occasions, whatever the occasion is, Thanksgiving or Christmas or whatever, but there's more freight with the Thanksgiving and Christmas occasions. There, there's more of a feeling of choice with your birthday. You could choose to spend it alone. You can choose it to spend it with others. Right. You can do a lot of different things. But for me, I always felt like, what do I want for a birthday? I want to be surrounded by people I love, doing something I love, and having everybody not focused on me, but just focused on doing this wonderful thing. And so this year, my idea was to have a CD release party for Kat and Bill on my, because my birthday is on a Saturday. And I thought, my god, Wouldn't gosh. it be great if we could, yeah. and if we could do it at the Antique Sandwich? And I when I talk- I can't imagine doing an album release concert anywhere else but the Antique Sandwich. I mean, I no. could do, I might do a couple other ones in other places too, but if it's not done at the Antique, it isn't done. But I always feel like the uh, when I realized that my birthday was on a Saturday, that both you and Kat had CD releases coming out around the same time, I was thinking, oh my gosh, that's it. Because I can't imagine a better situation than that. So, anyway, I just feel like for people who love community, it is the best thing ever to um, to just get your friends together to do whatever you love, yeah. you know, or whatever the, the whatever the thing whatever the thing is that connects you as friends. You know, that's the thing about uh, the antique and the open mic down there is that these people have been coming together like this for forty years, and they do it because they love it. That's right. So just having an opportunity. And four times a year is probably better than once a week because, you know, you have time to plan for it. You can mark your calendar ahead of time. You can, you know, arrange the rest of your schedule around it and give it its proper kind of sacred place, you know. Yeah. Well, I I, I'm on a schedule here, so, know. you know. You are on a schedule. But I think you should introduce, you should talk more about the music. I, but nothing really much else happened. Yeah. I well. Mean, I don't know. Were, uh, were there any other big markers this week? No, not for for me. I'm just really busy at work, and right. I don't want to talk about all that. You know what I want? Nah, <laughs> not fun. I mean, not a fun topic. I I really enjoy the work, but um. So, I was walking to work on thir- uh Well, no, maybe it was Friday. Maybe it was yesterday. I think it was yesterday. Uh, and I saw on the bus a. Uh, Adver- you know, one of those big poster advertisements they have on the sides of buses for Heart, a concert that what they had down in Tacoma, Tacoma, and it had already passed, and I was thinking how interesting it was that you had just talked to me about that concert because you said that Tim's... Daughter Crystal. Daughter Crystal partner. and her partner had gone to yeah. that uh, that concert and really loved it, and... And I was thinking about how much I loved the group Heart when I was in college, and uh, and how uh, how I did not know when I was in college that part of the reason why they were played on the radio all the time was because they were local, yeah. that they were in they were from Bellevue. I mean, I think that they were in a military family that moved around a lot, but but they were in Bellevue at that time. 
And they were sisters. And they were sisters, Anne and Nancy Wilson. And I loved the album Dreamboat Annie. I just thought it was the bee's knees, man, to me when I was young. Pretty classic album. And my parents liked it, too, which was sort of a surprise to me. But they really liked the music. And um, and I listened to it a lot in college. We were talking yesterday about the fact that uh, when we were young, there just wasn't as much discretionary money that you could uh, just buy records willy-nilly. You had to really love things yeah. for you to be able to purchase them. But uh, I had never, because of my funding situation when I was young, I had this Dreambone Annie record, but I never got the next record, which was Little Queen. Now, I've heard many, uh, many songs from Little Queen on the Greatest Hits albums that I and eventually on the, and purchased on and on the radio. But yesterday at work, while I was extremely busy in my job, I, I listen to music because it keeps me focused. I, otherwise, I'm in, a, I'm in a large area, so you're hearing all these conversations. So I was listening to Little Queen, and I came upon these two songs that I'd never heard. One is an instrumental, and the instrumental that, called Sylvan Song that goes into... A, a real song that's called The Dream of the Archer. And I just wrote to Bill and said, this is just gorgeous and I've never heard this. And and you said that you had some... Uh... When I was uh, working at my college radio station, that's when I discovered Little Queen. I had Dreamboat Annie and I think I... I guess Dog and Butterfly must have come out right around the time that I was there because I remember when it came into the radio station. But, so, but I used to play that that instrumental going into that song was kind of like a nice kind of a long cut that you could put because my air shift was 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. So, well, and the the thing that I loved about it too is that it still was sort of fitting in with some of these explorations of yeah. mythology, the uh, the whole idea of going back to a a different kind of time in your musical explorations. Because even the the cover of this album is uh, the two sisters dressed up as gypsies, you know. And I was thinking there's a sort of uh, folk feel to this uh, to this couple of songs that is not as much like their uh, their raucous rock songs, which I also truly love. But with this uh, this little intro instrumental into this beautiful mythological song. I just really enjoyed hearing that. So I thought, that's our music for tomorrow. So, and with that, yes. I must jet off. Wow. My wife, the jet setter. <laughs> what are you going to do? I'll stay here at home and uh, take out the garbage. And, <laughs> and uh, you know, change the oil in the car. Oh, wait, you'll have the car. I'll think of something. But only for now.
for the woods are more than they might seem. I'd heed you now, the apparition, bending, never-ending sounds, calling you away to a mystery. All your eyes not sparkling now. Sigh, take you no Dream singing string beneath his hand. <laughs> 